Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Three Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. It is no, it's not Thursday. Stop that. It is Friday Eve. Oh, that sounds and feels so much better. Friday Eve. And I gotta tell you something. We've got such great stuff coming our way today. Uh old friend of mine, Brian Maloney, is gonna be with us. Now, Brian was the radio equalizer for years and years and years. Uh doing great talk radio on really great talk radio stations around America. And uh, also, I I was reminded of this, he and I were chatting the other night, and I I was reminded about how close he was with Rush Limbaugh. I I mean, close, like, good buddies and shooting notes back and forth and hanging out and just shooting the breeze. So, uh, you know, Brian's joining us every other week. We got him set up. Uh, Jeremy did. Nice work as always, Jeremy. Uh, got Brian set up. I guess it's every other week for a period of time. And then as we're, we're closer and closer to the actual election in November, we're going to bump that up to once a week. Uh, because in addition to all of his, uh, his talk radio background, which is just voluminous, uh, he has run so many campaigns that I, it just, I just think it's such a great voice to have offering his perspective. And at uh, 535, because it is, in fact, Friday Eve, uh, an old friend of mine, Dr. Keith Ablo, and you remember uh, the good Dr. Ablo from uh, Fox News and Glenn Beck and, I mean, just a whole slew of things. And uh, we've got uh, Keith locked in now every Friday Eve to join us and just offer some perspective. Uh, It it depends, uh, really, on the week. A lot of it is uh, clearly through the prism of uh, politics, but but how your mental state might be impacting that. And we're going to uh, sort of break things up right there in the middle, I'm happy to say. Uh, to Kill a Mockingbird. We'll 
Okay. Uh, to Kill a Mockingbird is uh, coming to the Altria Theater. We have one of the stars of that show with us. So this whole, it's a, it's a great day. It is, as I mentioned, uh, Friday Eve. I got a lot of stuff that I want to uh, chat about. I've got to remind you. And if you're at the point where you're thinking, Jeff, we got it, Politics and Pines, March the 20th, Historic Beacon Theater in Hopewell, we know, we know, we know, Brian Kilmeade is coming to town, we heard him announce it on your show, we got it. Okay, now I don't mean to be a complete and total pain in the rear end, but uh, we're seeing the way the sales are going, man, and you just, you you don't want to miss out. So I'm urging you, go on over WRVA.com wrva.com please get your tickets as soon as possible so that you don't miss the opportunity for what is is truly shaping up to be the the best politics and pints ever politics and pints number eight uh what would happen if all of a sudden we had non-citizens participating as voters right this is something that's been debated we've heard about this we've heard about this some crazy places oh yeah 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 we're gonna have all sorts of um non-citizens voting why isn't that one of the the privileges of being a citizen is that you get to be a voter you get to choose what happens in this nation that's the way it's always been and for some reason now well i think we know the reason uh, the uber leftists are saying, well, no, 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 there's, there's no reason that you need to be a um, a citizen. No, you'll just, everybody will vote. And we want to lower the voting age to what, 16, 14, 11? Because that's all good, right? Well, let me, let me tell you what just happened in San Francisco. And if you're thinking, oh, sure, Jeff, they're letting non-citizens vote, and we've heard about it. No, you haven't heard about this one, because this is not actually allowing the non-citizen to vote. A non-citizen has now been appointed to the San Francisco Election Commission, which oversees elections. It decides who may and may not cast a ballot. It decides if your ballot is valid. It is providing all sorts of opportunities to vote by mail. And the woman who's been appointed... Not only is she not a citizen, not only can she not legally cast a ballot herself, she is a Chinese national. And so there are a lot of people who are asking a question which uh, has to be asked. Why? Why? You have someone who, again, not a citizen, therefore not entitled to vote, not allowed to vote. Her allegiance is to the People's Republic of China. And she is on the commission now, and she will oversee voter registrations, vote-by-mail ballots, voting locations, and election observations. Now, there's a problem here. And many people have pointed out that this is China playing the long game. This is the president of China. This is the Chinese Communist Party playing the absolute positive long game. This is outrageous. There was a day in time, and I don't think it's all that long ago, where everybody on the political stage regardless of party affiliation 
would say, no, 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 no. We, 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 no, we're not doing this. We cannot do this. This is wrong. Simply, totally, completely wrong. But there it is. Have you heard about this, by the way? Have you heard about it anywhere? Because, man, uh, uh, I'm just, I'm seeing this. Now, I, I feel compelled to share it. But, you know, I mean, who am I, right? Little blabbermouth in central Virginia. This is one of those stories has to be out there on a, on a national stage. Everybody has to know about this. Because if they're doing this now in San Francisco, you and I both know that Virginia Democrats look to California and New York to get their misguided cockamamie ideas that they then try and foist upon we the people here in our beloved Commonwealth. This is dangerous. Absolutely dangerous. Now, is this woman a nice person? I'll bet you she is. I don't know her. I've read the story. I, I've read that uh, she came to uh, San Francisco from China for graduate studies, and she never left. All right. Did she fall in love with the United States? Has she decided San Francisco is a great place to live? Because if that's part of her decision-making, frankly, I salute her. But I then ask, so what about that next step of becoming a citizen? What's keeping you from becoming a citizen? And then I turn to the pinheads and the yokel nitwits on the San Francisco Board of Soups and say, are you kidding me? This doesn't pose any issue for you. And this is where the disconnect happens. You know about the term a break, right? I don't mean like, uh, you know, a break. We got to we got to go share a couple of uh, revenue enhancement opportunities. I mean, I, I am talking about a, a psychotic break. I, I, I'm talking about the point wherein somebody with some sort of a mental situation says, oh my gosh, uh, I'm disconnected from reality. Because that's what happens. It's a disconnection from reality. And, and you now are believing your own psychosis. One of the things that... Uh, you are told, if you have any education in psychology or counseling or what have you, one of the things that you're told is uh, don't ever affirm someone's psychosis, their, their, their mental delusion. In other words, somebody says to you, hey, I'm thinking about doing really bad things. And you say, well, well why? They say, oh, well, the, uh, the voices in my head are telling me that. You can hear them, right? Nope. Don't ever go along with that. When you've got someone who presents to you and says, well, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to harm myself. Why? Well, you know, uh, God appeared to me via that, uh, that chair in the office and spoke those words. You, I mean, you heard it, right? No. Now, you can say, I, I believe you that you believe you heard it. But no, I absolutely did not hear it. You cannot indulge that delusion. Isn't this the same thing? And to be clear, no one's saying she's an awful person. No one's saying, oh my gosh, she should hang her head in shame, go away. No, what I'm saying, and what my, my concern is really directed at the 
folks who are already in office, all Democrats, of course, in San Francisco, on their board of supervisors, it says this is a danger. This is a woman who is a, a citizen of the People's Republic of China, a nation that routinely places spies for long-term operations in the United States, and a nation which just had, was it last week, 452 Chinese nationals identified trying to cross the border into America illegally. China plays the long game. And I really do fear that this is part of it. All right, uh, we've got Brian Maloney coming up at uh, 3.33. Oh, I got a pair of tickets. I, I, I didn't forget about them, but I, I, I don't want to forget about them. A pair of tickets for the uh, Richmond Home and Garden Show. That's coming up soon at the uh, Richmond Raceway Complex. So I'll tell you what, we haven't done any of those giveaways in the 4 o'clock hour. Let's do that. Mm, we call it 4.15-ish, 4.20-ish. You, you know what I'm saying. Just, just make sure you're with me at that point. You also need to make sure that you're with uh, John Reed tomorrow morning always great stuff with john man oh man uh, i actually didn't get a chance to uh, text with him this morning normally we're texting back and forth from about 6 a.m on but uh i had the uh, metro richmond crime stoppers annual uh, law enforcement leadership breakfast and uh, that's that's always a good time some great people please don't forget because I will, but you won't. The Chronic Care of Richmond text line, 833-804-1140, 833-804-1140. You are always welcome to uh, shoot me a text there. And you know what? Uh, while you're noodling around online, I'm thinking you are, uh, go to WRBA.com. I mean, right now, get your tickets for politics and pints. This this is going to sell out. I mean, you saw what happened uh, so quickly on the uh, the first day with uh, some of the tickets. So if, in fact, you want to go, then I am just urging you, please, 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 please get over there right now. Get your tickets. WRV.com. 315 Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. Twenty Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. It is uh, Friday Eve. Yes, yes, it is. It is Friday Eve, and I love it. Uh, we've got a lot that we are dealing with, and you know the the stuff that we talk about here will, in all likelihood, uh, pop up as well. Uh, at politics and pints, and it's always more fun because there's you know pints involved. And uh, this year we got Brian Kilmeade coming in, so it's going to be a great time. Again, wrba.com, the only place to go and get your tickets. Uh, CNN is rapidly becoming, as you know, uh, MSNBC. CNN is a collection of uber left wing folks spewing the same sort of uber left wing crap, and uh, then telling you, no, 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 we're we're very responsible. We're, we're real reporters and serious journalists. Well, let me give you another example of how that's not true. Remember John Avalon? John Avalon was on uh, CNN for years. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It, it's just, it, it's insane, right? I mean, he, and he would lecture people. Oh, goodness, he would lecture people. In fact, he even wrote a book where he was uh, attacking extremists. And he announced in his uh, typical pompous, pious, self-righteous, self-serving, egomaniacal, narcissistic way that, that he was above the partisan frame because 
he's a real reporter and a serious journalist. Well, he left CNN a couple of weeks back. Why was that? Well, because he's running for Congress. He's running for Congress as an uber-left-wing Democrat. He says the United States is in crisis. Oh, not because of Joe Biden, not because of his fellow leftists, but that democracy is in danger. In other words, the same crapola that every one of the leftists has been spewing. And it's designed to take down Donald Trump. He, by the way, lives in New York City. He and his wife, who I guess is even wealthier than he is, uh, they have a uh, a rather uh, luxurious apartment in New York City, right near Gramercy Park. It's a nice place. But where is he running? Well, he's running out basically in the Hamptons, far out in Suffolk County on Long Island. Why? Well, good question. Because if he were to run in the city where he actually lives, then he would have to launch a primary against Jerry Nadler. You know him, Jerry Nadler, who uh, used to be... uh, just massively obese and 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 i i'm not saying that to be nasty just that that's how people knew him they go oh that's that big yeah that's him uh and he i don't know if he went on a diet or he had surgery but he's he's lost a fair amount of weight he's no smarter than he was he's still a hack but he's lost a lot of weight so good for him but avalon is a hardcore Democrat Party operative, just as he's always been, just as he has been while he was deployed to CNN. So he's he doesn't want to engage in the primary where he actually lives, so he's going out to Suffolk County. Now, there are a lot of beautiful people in Suffolk County, but like Avalon, those beautiful people in Suffolk County, in the Hamptons, that's all their second houses. Those are the summer places. So I'm not sure that they actually vote out there i i think the vast majority of them probably vote where they really do live and then they you know head to the hamptons to uh, to enjoy the summer so it'll be interesting to see how he does but i just worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well good thing instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line they are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. 
You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. I just want you to understand, every time, every time, that you hear one of these CNN or MSNBC folks lecturing us, the legacy news media hacks lecturing us, that's, that's who they are, that's what they are. Anybody else notice who did not pick up the story of the transgender dude pushing people at the March for Life? I can tell you who did pick it up. It was picked up on the national stage with The Blaze and Daily Wire, Libs of TikTok, many others. But I didn't see any coverage of it at all locally. Not on 12, not on 6, not on 8, nor in the uh, Daily Newspaper. Just thought I'd let you know. Apparently there has been an arrest made, and I'll give you details as I get them. All right, coming up in a moment, Brian Maloney. No baloney, it's the Radio Equalizer. 326, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Thirty-three, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. It is Friday Eve. No, don't ever say the word Thursday out loud unless you talk. Well, no, there's just no reason to say it. Friday Eve. It just sounds better. It feels better. Helps you get everything uh, flowing a little bit better, right? Head towards the weekend. I love it, love it, love it. Uh, we got a lot of great stuff coming up. Uh, my old buddy, Dr. Keith Ablo, is going to be here at uh, five thirty-three. Looking forward to uh, catching up with him and uh brian maloney I, I i've told you many times about brian's past boy it is an illustrious uh career a, a rather exciting life that uh brian has uh engaged in still is is doing wonderful stuff today but uh brilliant on talk radio and uh, then running campaigns and help. I mean, there's just so much that Brian's been involved with and we imposed on him a while ago. I said hey could you join us every couple of weeks and then when we get close to the election, I want to bump that up to once a week. And, and he, he said yes, and I'm happy to say he's here. Brother Maloney, welcome, my friend. Hey, good to be back, Jeff. Yeah, it's like a Friday Eve right now, right? Pre-Friday. Exactly. That's right. Yeah, it's Friday <laughs> Eve. It's so much better than Thursday. Uh, <laughs> well, dude, I, I, I love having you here, and uh, I, I really do appreciate you taking time to be here. I, I, I want to ask you to, to give us the lay of the land. You have this uh, unique perspective from broadcasting and campaign operation and all this other stuff. Uh, how do you see things playing out? Because we keep hearing, oh, you know, the Democrats are going to pull Joe Biden. They're going to get somebody else to replace him. Well, what are your thoughts? Well, I think that as long as Joe Biden is breathing, has a pulse, is sort of able to kind of walk, you know, and with a few steps at a time without stumbling, um, he is the he's their nominee, and there's not a thing you can do about it within that party. Uh, I don't I don't know how you stop that because who has the power? I mean, the only the only real power would be the cabinet getting together and voting to uh, to remove Biden from from power altogether, and then that ends the whole thing. But they're not going to do that. So what we have instead is this ridiculous situation where a man who has no business being president, never had any business being president, uh, is so far past. Uh, the, the you know any any reasonable point where he should have left 
office. Um, and, and it just becomes more embarrassing by the day. And, you know, the thing that bothers me is this idea of, of the, the, his dog, uh, biting all the secret service agents. I mean, they have more, they have a couple dozen documented incidents. And I saw the chart. They actually had it all charted out and how many of the agents had to go into, to the hospital for treatment. And, you know, you know, this is so, so what is this about? What does this mean? Well, you know, this has been a consistent issue with Biden's dogs biting mm-hmm. the, the people around him. Yep. Well, if you know anything about dogs, why would dogs do this? Uh, you know, they don't just bite people in a vacuum. You know, I mean, it, it, it means sometimes they do, but usually it's because they're responding to the way they're being treated uh, by their owner. I think, I think that's the problem. And, you know, we know that Biden was pulling that previous dog by the tail. That was documented early. So, so there are things going on in there that are just horrifying. And the media wants you to focus on Trump hate, Trump hate, Trump hate, Trump hate, and avoid and ignore Biden. Uh, and, and I don't know if it's possible to do that forever without, I mean, you just look at Biden and you say, how can this man be president? You know, Brian, you bring up the dogs, and what a great point. I I just flashed back a couple of years ago where there was all sorts of coverage from, you know, those real reporters and serious journalists about how uh, Donald Trump was going to be the first president without a dog in so many years, and what a horrible thing and a terrible lesson to to small children and puppies and, I don't know, houseplants and whatever. It was just the worst thing ever. And now you've got the case, the Bidens now have given away Commander, this was the the second dog that they've given away, 26 recorded incidents of that dog biting people to a point that those people had to seek medical attention, And, and you and I are the only two people talking about it. Well, it is absolutely incredible because I think it says so much. And, you know, they will bash Trump over absolutely anything uh, and ignore. And, you know, you talk about the media and, you know, the one reporter who was actually, you know, covering anything about the Bidens within the old traditional three networks was Catherine Herridge of, of CBS. Uh, and she was not only fired uh, unceremoniously, what was that last week, yes. but... Apparently, they seized all of her files, records, uh, secret sources. They took everything from her on the way out. Um, They wiped her devices. You know, some of that is typical when you leave a company. I get it. But they really went after. They wanted all of the secret stuff. And I think that they were absolutely acting on the orders of the White House. I mean, she was doing real journalism inside CBS. And the Bidens and the White House, Washington, didn't like this. What do you think the future is? And I'm not asking you to do uh, real honest-to-goodness predictions, but, you know, there are a lot of people, myself included, who look at the Catherine Herridge situation. She's the only person, really, on the national stage doing that sort of stuff. She is somehow, someway caught up that they claimed it was budgetary. I don't buy that for a second. And the... The, the taking of the records, as you point out, some things are expected. Look, you, you, you're no longer working for a company. Guess what? Your key card doesn't work anymore. You, you turn in your, right, right. your, your door fob and, uh, you know, you don't get invited to the, the, to the annual Christmas party if, if you're a company that still has one. That, that, that's expected. No great shock there. But they took everything, apparently. And I, I, I mean, that just seems out of the norm. 
Well, it does. And I hope she had backup copies of everything. You know, I hope that she saw this coming and realized that she needed to back up everything on, on the way out, or hopefully she was doing it all along. Yeah. Because I mean, I'm sure she knew every single day how precarious her position was being the only real journalist in amongst, you know, ABC, NBC, CBS. I mean, you know, at three networks, she was the one person doing anything. The rest of them are just lapdogs for the White House and the latest absurdities that none of us believe anymore, if anyone ever did, about, you know, trying to present the Bidens as some kind of rosy uh, presidential administration, even though polls show they are deeply, deeply unpopular. Do we have uh, a journalistic core that's going to survive? I mean, if she's gone, and, and I, I mean, I am really hard-pressed, and I, I, people think I'm, I'm over the top here, but I'm really hard-pressed to identify anybody else that's doing that sort of work. What, what's the future hold, my friend? No, I think, I think the bottom line is the media industry has kind of hollowed out uh, and anyone that was doing old-fashioned reporting is long, long gone, and what you have instead are... Uh, you know, interns, and they take the press releases straight from, you know, the talking points straight from the White House yep. and just print them as 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 the, you know, regime uh, expects, and that's it, and that's what journalism is. So I don't know why anybody still bothers to watch the news. I certainly don't, but once in a while you're stuck in a doctor's office, <laughs> you know, and you're waiting in the lobby, and they've got that stupid thing blaring, yep. um, or one of those one of those ridiculous uh, morning shows on one of those networks, and they are just, uh, you know, gag-worthy. And uh, 10 or 15 minutes of sitting there listening to it, I, I want to throw a rock at the, you know, at the TV screen in there. Yep. But, you know, I don't want to upset them before my doctor's appointment. Yeah, you know what I mean? Absolutely. You'd, you'd still like them on your side before they go poking and prodding to figure out what exactly. it is. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know why they don't just... They should just leave it on the game show channel and, and the doctor's office. And that way people won't go into the, you know, to your checkup with your blood pressure elevated because, yeah. you know, you got, you were angry in the lobby. It's like, you know, yeah. um, why do you think my blood pressure <laughs> went up? You, you know, you had, you had that, that direct ABC, you know, morning stuff, uh, blared to, you know, on yeah. high volume. I mean, what, what was they supposed to do? Exactly. Exactly. Well, yeah. I, I mean, it, it is bizarre, uh, and, and I'm I'm with you. I just I, I don't see a lot out there. I, I always ask you to give your sense of how the campaigns are going. Let me ask you uh, again about Nikki Haley, because South Carolina is coming up. I don't know next week, today, whenever it is. I don't even know. It, it's it, she's going to have her clock cleaned in her home state. Is that it? Is that when she pulls the plug? Yeah, I mean, I, I still don't understand at this point. I think I told you the last time, you know, the reason why she was still in the race was because there were still fundraisers being held and people were still contributing. And the primary, you say to yourself, well, okay, wait, why would anybody give her money? Uh, well, the reason people give her money, corporate CEOs would give her money so that they can say, hey, I tried to stop Trump. I did everything I could. I gave Nikki money. Um, and, you know, I gave it my best, but, you know, in the end, Nikki couldn't do it. So then you're, you've got kind of cover there, you know, right. so that you don't have to answer to whoever uh, for being, uh, you know, not sufficiently anti-Trump. So that's part of it, but it, so as long as the money keeps flowing, she's still in the race. But, I mean, ultimately, what does she want? 
I mean, maybe at the end it's some kind of negotiation with Trump. I don't know what for. I don't know what he would give her. Or it's a book deal or it's a Fox show or it's a MSNBC show or who knows what. But yeah. there's some there's some ultimate point to this. That and I think that they are still hanging on to the fantasy, Jeff, that um, that Trump is going to be behind bars between now and November. There are a few of these people still hanging on to that kind of fantasy. <laughs> it's not going to happen. No, no, it's not. What do you think? The what, what's the over under? Set the bar here on Tulsi Gabbard as VP. Uh, I think I, I wouldn't put the odds very high there. I mean, if you really go into Tulsi's background. Um, and I think she's a decent person, but I mean, there are a lot of viewpoints there that are, um, uh, you know, that, that are not necessarily in line with anything that Trump's base would support. And, you know, her background is, is, is as a Harry Krishna. I don't know if you know that. I mean, um, that's, you know, there are issues like that that are going to come up. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't know who Trump's front runner is right now for VP pick. I, I, I look at all of them and I wonder, um, you know, what, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I, I, listen, I, I, there's some folks that I like. I, I, I like Tim Scott. I like Vivek. Uh, uh, I, I, I like a lot of the people, but I, I don't know in this day and age, it's not a lot of traditional thinking where you say, oh, okay, well, he's, uh, he's a New Yorker. You balance him with somebody from the South, or he's a this or a that. You know, the, the, the VP, I think, for him is, is just, uh, oh, that's nice, because it, it, it's just not going to be... A major player. Um, I have to. I, I, yeah. And I and, and I, I, you you feel free to tell me, Jeff. I can't do this, but I have to ask you something. You and I had a great conversation the other day, and and we were reminiscing a little bit uh, the, the three year anniversary of the passing of Rush Limbaugh, and 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 Brian, I I didn't hear anybody else talking about that last week. Now I, I I led my show with that. We talked about it repeatedly because I thought, my God, I wouldn't be here if it weren't for right. none of us. Limbaugh. Yeah. I, I almost well, no did a gratitude. Well and, and none of us would be here if not for Rush. You know, I started my first uh, experience in talk radio was in 1993 so uh, and it was uh, it, rush inspired all of us and i had the pleasure of knowing rush for the better part of two decades personally and i worked with him behind the scenes on many issues so i knew the guy and you know people say people ask me well, what was he like and, uh, I tell him, you know, he was a very, he was actually a very shy, quiet man uh, without any of the bravado that you heard on the air. Um, uh, and it doesn't mean he was faking it or anything. It's just that, you know, it's a, it's a, he, he was the real thing. It was the, that was the side of Rush that you heard in the air. And he was very proud of that. Um, yep. But I think what Rush was doing ultimately was, and this is what we need to remember three years later. He was providing us with the tools each day to think about the news and analyze it in a way that, that everyone else was leaving out on purpose. So he was trying to get us to see what was really going on uh, rather than the narrative that was presented. So what Rush was trying to do on his show was not necessarily promote conservative politics. I mean, that just came with the package. Mm -hmm. But what he was really trying to do was be the best, most astute analyst of he called himself the mayor of Realville because it was about real politics and what was really happening. 
and what instead of the narrative that you were being fed and to teach you how to see that yourself Mm -hmm. so that when he was gone you would know how to analyze it that way but i think that a lot of that has been lost um since then i don't know I, I don't see that kind of critical thinking out there. I, the leadership on the conservative side is really, really lacking these days, Jeff. It really is. It, it, it's almost a vacuum at this point. And yeah, it is. I, I, I don't know. I, 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 honestly, I sit here. I mean, you're far smarter than I am, Brian. I don't know how to fix it. I don't know uh, how to bring people around. I, I, I just was really blown away last week. Uh, with, with, with this lack of acknowledgement uh, relative to Rush, and you obviously had a, a, a far closer relationship, and I think there are many of us who, man, we're flat-out envious and jealous, man. I mean, it's it, just a beautiful thing, but uh, what he did was just so vital, and I, I've said it before, people have yelled at me, but I'll say it again, there are a lot of folks who are doing shows in that time slot, noon to three Eastern, but there is nobody who has taken his place, and there will never be anybody that will no. take his place. No, that's absolutely true, and yeah, and yeah, there is a real void there now. Uh, but I think the talk radio still has an enormous role to play mm-hmm. in moving the needle and guiding things, moving things forward in this country, and that's what we need to do. I think in his honor. We need to champion talk radio itself because it's a, it's a medium that he reinvented. It yes. existed before Rush Limbaugh, but in a much smaller form, in a different form. And he made the, the talk radio as we know it today was essentially crafted and perfected by Rush Limbaugh. Uh, and so, you know, so what, what it's up to us to do is kind of carry that torch yep. forward uh, and, and it's not going to be, you know, people who are yakking on Twitter. That's not how that's carried forward. Um, those are little fiefdoms and cliques and things. No, no, no. We, 1994, we swept Congress through not only Rush, but thousands of, at least many hundreds of talk radio hosts across the country. Right. Um, we changed the country. We can do that again, but we need a party. We need a GOP. Uh, that wants to win elections. And part of that is changing the leadership at the top of the Republican Party and bringing in their people who want to win rather than people who want to sabotage us uh, and spend money in limos and flowers and chocolates and everything Rana, uh, Romney McDaniel's doing. Exactly. Hey, uh, Brian, I'm, I'm out of time here, but I want you to take a couple of seconds. Where can people follow you, maybe even touch base with you? Yeah, so uh, on Facebook, it is facebook.com slash Red Wave America, Red Wave America. So that's one place where you can catch me. Uh, And on uh, Twitter, it is at S Scalpings. So S-S-C-A-L-P-I-N-G-S, S Scalpings uh, on Twitter. And uh, I've got other places too, but I'll mention them next time. But that's a couple of them for now. Perfect. Well, we'll get them shared on our social media. Uh, we'll, we'll get every place that they can find the real deal. No baloney. Brian Maloney online. And uh, 
I'm just always grateful to you for uh, for making time for us, my friend. Thank you so much. Oh, you bet. A, a pleasure, Jeff. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. That is Brian Maloney. Uh, you need to check him out. And I'm hoping, you know, Brian is working on a book, and I, I can't wait for it to come out. And his relationship, by the way, with Rush, uh, the better part of, I don't know, 20, 25 years, really, really close, personal, behind the scenes. And uh, I keep trying to get him just to share another detail or two because it's, it, it's just like eating a, a a small piece of a delicious meal. He's a great guy, Brian Maloney. 351, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Four oh four, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It is Friday Eve. Oh my goodness, we're gonna have some great fun this afternoon. Uh, we have one of the stars of To Kill a Mockingbird, which is at the Altria Theater. Uh, she's going to be joining us in just about a half an hour. My buddy, Dr. Keith Ablo, is going to be joining us as well. He'll be here, as he is every Thursday now, at uh, 5.33-ish. And I uh, look forward to welcoming him. I'd love to welcome you to Politics and Pints, March the 20th, the historic Beacon Theater in Hopewell, but uh, I do want to remind you, you've got to go online to WRVA.com, WRVA.com, and uh, get your tickets. Uh, They are going fast. Uh, well over halfway, I, and again, and, and you know, look, I've, I, I've talked about this forever. Nobody tells me anything, but the last time somebody told me something, uh, we were like well over halfway sold out. So it is really, really on pace to be a complete and total uh, sellout. And I uh, just, I, I, I would love for you to be there. That's all. That's all. All right, now I have a very angry email. I love angry emails. Oh, God, I love angry emails. I really do. And, you know, back in the olden days, we're right here on this very uh, little radio station. Uh, I actually had folks who uh, sponsored my hate mail. Maybe we can do that again. Who knows? But uh, we used to have the... uh, uh, the chump line stole that from my buddy Howie Carr, and then the uh, sponsored hate email. Uh, so it has been a long time. Uh, but I, I do have a good one here. Now this is uh, this is Mike, and Mike used to be a regular uh, hate mail person. I don't know what's happened. I mean, I hope he's okay, Mike. Gosh, I really do hope you're okay. It's been forever. Uh, and, and he was saying, you know, uh, I have to laugh. Hearing you talk about how Joe Biden is probably mean to his dogs. You guys are straining. No, not straining at all. Look, I'm a dog lover, and I'm not a dog parent. Hate that as well. I do, because you're not, unless you have fur and, uh, and a wet nose, you're, you're not uh, a dog dad or a dog mom. I mean, you're a dog owner. You love your dogs. You take care of your dogs, of course. But uh, you certainly are not the parents. Anyway, all right. Uh, but Mike is upset because we're talking about that. He also, uh, w- what I love, Jeff, one of your favorite words is hacks. You're absolutely right. I refer to the hacks all the time. A- and this is that situation where uh, y- you get a, uh, a deranged leftist, in this case Mike, uh, who decides that he hates you and listens. 
listens every day from three until six. Doesn't miss a second. So thank you, Mike. I appreciate that. But why did I talk about the uh, the dog misbehaving? Because that's an indication that the owners are are doing something very very wrong. Every once in a while, yes, you will have a dog that uh, misbehaves, does things that are inappropriate, and uh, it is on the dog. But that's actually the exception as opposed to the rule. The rule is that when a dog does something that is wrong, a dog misbehaves, a dog is biting people, a dog is behaving in a bad way, guess what? That's because the humans who are supposed to be taking care of that dog are not. This is the second dog, the second dog in the last year or so that the Bidens have had to give away. Did you ever have to give away two dogs? Heck, did you ever have to give away one dog because they were biting everybody? I've owned a number of dogs throughout the years. I've never, ever, in five decades on God's green earth, had to give away one of my dogs because they were misbehaving. They were biting people. It's never happened. And you're telling me, luck of the draw, the Biden somehow just happened to own two dogs that were vicious? I don't buy it. What I do buy is that the White House is an absolute disaster. What I do buy is that the people inside the White House have no idea how to do a damn thing about anything. And that includes proper treatment of dogs. It's bizarre. All right, let me share a couple of texts coming in on the uh, Chronic Care of Richmond text line, uh, 833-804-1140, 833-804-1140. Now, you are always welcome to uh, uh, text me. Again, the uh, Chronic Care of Richmond text line, 833-804-1140. In just about 20 minutes from now, I'm going to give you a, eh, maybe, you know what, no, let, me, let, me, let me revise that. Let us say about five, ten minutes from now, I'm going to give you a chance to win those Richmond Home and Garden Show tickets, okay? I'm going to give that to you in a couple of seconds. Jeff, uh, Mike in Bottoms Bridge says, uh, Jeff, I think Karen Harris should probably go work for Newsmax since she's a real journalist. I agree with you. I think that would be great. I think Newsmax is doing a great, great job. Uh, it, it's, it's no longer the ABC, the CBS, the NBC folks that are getting stuff done. I wish it were. I really do. I wish it were. But it's not. So you've got to look at alternatives. And Newsmax has has emerged as truly one of the best real reporting, journalistic news sort of stuff operations. I love Newsmax. And, I man, I've known Chris Ruddy for 20, 25 years. A long time. And he's solid. He's just rock solid. Uh, Jeff, you were talking. Oh, yeah, you were talking about the uh, CNN hack. There you go, Mike. Uh, the CNN hack who is running out in the Hamptons instead of uh, voting and running in his uh, Midtown Manhattan condo. Um, you know, I I said, I said that 
he's he's looking for support out there in Suffolk County, the eastern end of Long Island, which is, again, the Hamptons and some other places. Uh, I said, but, those, you know, the beautiful people out there that might support him, I don't think they vote out there. They're, they're voting at their uh, Midtown Manhattan location. And uh, this particular particular texter on the Chronic Care of Richmond text line says, Jeff, nah, I think you're wrong. I think I probably vote in both places. You know what? I think you might be right, actually. Uh, Jeff, this is Bill from Powhatan. Yesterday you were talking about Canada and assisted suicide. Virginia is also considering a bill for this. You're absolutely correct. Once again, once again, when you want to have an idea about what the Virginia Democrats will be doing, how crazy their legislation will be, you simply need to look to a couple of places. I usually point you in the direction of California and New York first, but now take a look at the nonsense that is happening in Canada. You know, we had Lord Conrad Black on the program yesterday. Uh, Conrad Black is one of the most distinguished publishers and conservative uh, personalities, if you will, in Canada. And he pointed out all the woke crap that's going on. And it's all stuff that's now coming to Virginia. It's not just this idea of, quote, assisted suicide. If it were simply the idea of saying, hey, people are in pain. They're at the end of their lives. People of all political stripes could agree and say, well, we don't want anybody to suffer. We, we just don't want anybody to suffer. And so I could see otherwise reasonable people saying, well, we don't want somebody to suffer. And you could have a, a real honest-to-goodness debate and discussion on that issue. But that's not what this is. Canada has gone the step further. They, they've had this uh, so-called assisted, compassionate, end-of-life. You know, nobody wants to say what it is. So they, they always come up with a term. But, but the thing is, they're now pushing it a step further and saying, well, your your kids are going to decide or your other family members or or it could just be a doctor in the employ of uh, one of these provincial health services. But somebody else is going to decide when it's time for you to check out. Yeah, let that sink in for just a moment. Don't forget, WRVA.com, that is the place you go to get your tickets for Politics and Pints. It's March the 20th. It's less than a month away, and you don't want to miss out. we got Brian Kilmeade coming in. That's going to be great fun. So WRVA.com, get those tickets. And you know what? While you're online, remember, uh, Heidi and I are leading a group to Australia. That's right, Australia in uh, November. And I'd love you to come along. Go to Jeff Katz Trip. Dot com Jeff com. You want the tickets? Yeah, let's do it right now. How about it? The uh, tickets for the Home and Garden Show, uh, Richmond Home and Garden Show coming to Richmond Raceway Complex, uh, blah, blah. Caller number 11, okay? 833-804-1140, 833-804-1140. Caller number 11, you'll get yourself a pair of tickets for that uh, Richmond Home and Garden Show. It is 414, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. 421 Jeff Katz News Radio WRBA on a Friday Eve. Uh, I just want to share this with you because I'm kind of looking at We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Ahead in this whole weather situation, there's an outlier. It's a beautiful outlier, but it's an outlier. Uh, Wednesday, uh, yeah, Wednesday, February the 28th. 72 degrees. That's what the uh, the prediction is at the moment. And they're all predictions. Let's not kid ourselves. I know there's some degree of uh, uh, science or pseudoscience involved with uh, weather prognostication. But, uh, uh, hey, I'll take it. I'm looking forward to it then. If that's going to be real, uh, next week, well above uh, Monday, 66, Tuesday, 67, Wednesday, 72. And then it's cool it off for a couple of days but uh, you know what i'll take it i really really will jacqueline williams is going to be with us in a couple of moments she's one of the stars of to kill a mockingbird at the altria theater the altria theater broadway and richmond series is something that uh, is just not to be missed they have incredible shows there on a regular basis i will tell you that uh, not only do heidi and i love going there but uh, my youngest guy joe is uh, i mean he's always been sort of a theater kid and he and I ha- have gone. We go. Poor Heidi kind of got uh, booted out of the the Altria rundown because uh, uh, if Joe's here, he and I go. That's become sort of uh, our thing. Hey, uh, Mike Dickinson, who was with us yesterday. You know, Mike's with us every Wednesday afternoon, doing real, honest to goodness citizen uh, journalism that needs to be done. Uh, he just sent out a, a a little thing on X with uh, an assistant professor at VCU. The uh, assistant professor uh, is described by Mike as a, quote, trans person uh, and is the person whose data and interpretation that federal judge relied upon. Was it last week, week before, where they said Richmond police officers stop black drivers more than whites? And uh, this professor, I think it's a woman, right? I mean, now you're going to think I'm a jerk. Honest to goodness, I, well, no, Eli, is that, that's more of a, well, anyway. Uh, this, uh, this professor, she also sits on the Richmond Police Accountability Board. Do Richmond police officers stop black motorists more than white motorists? Uh, well, don't you have to ask the question? Who's driving more? Do you see more drivers who happen to be black or more drivers who happen to be white? Because that's going to give you some indication of who it is that's going to be stopped more often. Take a look at the population, the demographics of the population in whatever particular jurisdiction you're speaking of. You're, if you're in a location where most of the people happen to be white, then you're probably going to stop uh, white people more frequently because there's just more white people. If you're in an area where there are more black drivers than white drivers, then guess what? You're probably going to stop black drivers more than you stop white drivers simply because there are more black drivers. Not everything is a plot. Not everything is uh, some sort of uh, nasty, evil, uh, racist agenda. Sometimes it's just, oh, I get it. Yeah, like you do the numbers and that's just kind of sort of how it works out, huh? It's weird, but that might be just how it sort of kind of works out. I I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just uh, just looking at uh, at this. 
Uh, <laughs> I'm also looking at a, a couple of other bizarre things that are out there. I mean, I'm just going to share them with you if that's all right. Uh, one or two of them to uh, to be sure as you're getting ready to uh, hop online because I know you are. I know you are. WRBA.com to uh, get yourself uh, some tickets for Politics and Pints. School that says if you can read and write, uh, you are probably a white supremacist. That 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 valuing language proficiency is racist, and it's an indication of white supremacy. I, for the life of me, just don't understand why anybody would not encourage everybody to be as as educated, as learned as you can possibly be. To me, that's just the way you ought to go. Uh, Dr. Keith Ablo joining us at uh, 533-ish, and uh, one of the stars of To Kill a Mockingbird is coming up just a couple of moments right here. News Radio WRBA. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. It is, say it with me, Friday Eve. Yes, Friday. I, I refuse to say Thursday. I just won't do it. Friday Eve is the is the deal. And uh, we've got so much going on. My old buddy, uh, Dr. Keith Amblo, is going to be with us uh, just about an hour now from now. Very, very excited to chat with him. We've got uh, Politics and Pints coming up, right? WRBA.com. It's the only place to get tickets. I just want you to know we're not like the Altria where you've got, you know, good ticketing options. It's it's just on the website, but it's going to sell out. We've, we've sold out a couple of sections already. I know. WRBA.com. And while you're over there online, in uh, November, Heidi and I are going to be leading uh, yet another one of our adventures. We're taking everybody to France in April. In November, we're going to Australia. This is one of my bucket list items. So you can go to jeffcatstrip.com. You can learn more. I think you can sign up. That's another one that's going to be a sellout. So don't miss your opportunity, jeffcatstrip.com. Okay. I am excited, as you know. I love the Broadway Enrichment Series at the Altria Theater. We have uh, To Kill a Mockingbird coming to town. It's uh, going to be here from the 27th uh, through the 3rd of March. And I'm so happy to say that one of the stars of the show is joining us, Jacqueline Williams. Uh, Jacqueline, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. Well, uh, I'm, I'm telling you now, the pleasure's mine. I'm excited about this. How how long have you been oh, part awesome. of, <laughs> How long have you been part of this production? Uh, I have been uh, on uh, since the beginning of the tour, okay. so uh, we have been out, uh, you know, two years now. Yeah, oh. taking it around the country. Yeah, oh my gosh, two years did you did you pack enough? Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez, it's tricky, right? Because you have to pack for all seasons and regions, and you know, it's crazy. Wow. Yeah. That- Look, it sounds like fun, but my gosh, two years uh, out on the road. Now, you're you're coming to town. Uh, This Tuesday is your first performance here, and you've got Richard Thomas. Tell me a little bit about how how this this play came together with this great cast. Oh, my goodness. I know. It's quite the dream team. Um, uh, Aaron Sorkin uh, did the adaptation, and... uh, and it's just beautiful. The script is beautiful. And, uh, you know, the amazing Bartlett Cher uh, directing. And uh, and then you have uh, uh, Richard um, 
Thomas is Atticus, and uh, and he's such a sublime Atticus. He really is. And yeah. um, and uh, also, I don't know if you're aware that we have uh, in tow uh, with us Mary Badham, who was uh, Scout in the film when she was nine. Oh uh, she is now playing. Yeah, she is now playing the the wicked. Uh, uh, deliciously wicked neighbor, Mrs. Debose, and um, and we—it's really uh, a, a really really fine uh, company of uh, uh, really great and incredible actors. We're really blessed. Well, yeah, I, I'll tell you what, Jacqueline. I I think most of us of a certain age have probably seen at one point or another. Uh, the film adaptation of uh, Harper Lee's novel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I wasn't around to yeah. see it, you know, when it debuted, but I I've certainly seen it yeah. since then. You and yeah. the entire cast, boy, you have got the proverbial big shoes to fill. Well, you know, um, uh, Aaron Sorkin. Uh, one thing he did with the adaptation is uh, he fleshed out. Uh, the roles of Tom Robinson, who's the accused, yep. and uh, and my role, Calpurnia, yeah. and um, uh, it's really a plum to play. Uh, my relationship uh, with Atticus is really like the central uh, relationship in this uh, story, and um, and it's beautiful. Uh, you you get more. Um, a more insight look uh, mm-hmm. and uh, experience uh, of Calpurnia's place in this family and her relationship to Atticus and to the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, there's uh, there's a trust between them, and yeah. so uh, you know, they're very. Uh, uh, honest with each other. They're free to disagree. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of uh, laughter between them. And uh, and there are things that uh, Calpurnia schools him on that he just can't possibly know, you know, things that right. are from, you know, the black perspective. Yep. And, yep. Uh, and yeah, but it's, it's such a great show. I can't wait for you to see it. You know, when people come... Yeah, uh, when people come, they're surprised that there is as much laughter and as much joy uh, as there is in it. Um, Jack, you know, I don't mean to interrupt you, but my goodness, that's what I was just no. going to ask you about. Because uh, I'm looking at some of the notes that uh, Cindy Creasy over at Broadway in Richmond sent me. And she's, you know, she's giving me this stuff she uh-huh. normally gives me. But she said, guess what? There's a whole slew of funny moments. And if I, I'm thinking maybe I'm remembering the wrong story. Because To Kill a Mockingbird, I don't remember as a laugh mm-hmm. fest. You know, it wasn't uh, uh, giggles yeah. and, uh, and snickers. But boy, you're telling me just funny moments throughout the play. There are, you know, and and if people think about uh, Miss Harper Lee's book, you know, um, she had a sense of humor, you know, very mm-hmm. much so, and how she, you know, um, described things or explained, you know, how someone was looking or sounding or, nice. you know, um, how she was feeling, you know, um, Scout, you know, and. Um, uh, and I, I, I've read the book a few times at different points in my life, you know, and 
uh, I remembering, you know, uh, uh, you know, chuckling, you know, mm-hmm. to myself. Mm-hmm. But yes, um, uh, there is a lot of laughter, a lot of joy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still the story, so you know there is some pain, yes. uh, but there is also hope. Yeah. You know, um, and it's just a really beautiful, full evening of theater. It really is. Wow. Well, I am yeah. excited. We're going to, uh, of course, get all the information. Uh, BroadwayEnrichment.com is, uh, for me, always the best place. People can go there, get tickets, get uh, more information uh, on the show. It's strictly 12 and above. Yeah. There's some, you know, some language and discussion that obviously is not uh, yeah. not suitable for uh, for kids. And uh, Jacqueline, yeah. I, I, I'm looking at your uh, your resume and some of the things that you have done and some of the uh, performances that you've given and some of the people that you have worked with. Uh, I, uh-huh. my goodness, I, <laughs> this is uh, this is an amazing life that you've lived, my friend. You you have you you're you are doing Hello. stuff that everybody is going to be jealous. This is incredible stuff. Oh well, I thank you. I've been I've been very uh, blessed to um, you know uh, work with some great folks and wonderful projects and um, uh, and uh, yeah, I've I've I have very much uh, enjoyed my career. <laughs> I bet you have an award winning career. All right, I have to know because Rip Torn was always one of my. My favorite actors. I didn't know him. I didn't work with, but I always enjoyed his performances. How was he as you were working with him? Oh my gosh, I adored him. Uh, yeah. Oh, and he was really good in that piece, uh, "Young Man from Atlanta." Um, oh, how to describe Rip? Uh, <laughs> he, um, oh, you know, he. Uh, he had a big personality, but yep. he had a good heart and a yeah. soft heart, you know. Uh, and uh, at the time we worked uh, together, my daughter was, uh, you know, very young, a baby, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, sometimes they'd come into, you know, work and he'd be like, here, I got this for the baby, you know. And uh, <laughs> it would be a little book or a little toy or something. You know, he was just a sweetheart. Just a sweet, sweetheart. Yeah, I am, I'm, I'm happy to hear that, and I am so happy that uh, you and yeah. uh, everybody associated with this is is coming to town. Now, I don't know if you've been through Richmond before. We got plenty of stuff to do. If you need any suggestions, we'll be happy to help you out. Things to see, places to go, food to eat. Oh, good. Yes, I need all of that. I I just kind of went through there. I can't say I really, you know, visited there. You know, Mm -hmm. when I was uh, many years ago when I was working in D.C., I came through there like on the way to something else. Um, So I'm actually really looking forward to, you know, uh, being there uh, for a little bit and and getting uh, to know uh, uh, getting to know that area. I love it. Well, Jacqueline, number one, thank you for being here. Congratulations on all of your accomplishments. And uh, uh, I'm looking looking forward to seeing you and everybody else Tuesday evening at the Altria Theater for opening night. 
All right. We'll see you from the other side. <laughs> Thank you so much. That is Jacqueline Williams. She is one of the stars of To Kill a Mockingbird. It's going to be at the Altria Theater from Tuesday, February the 27th through Sunday, March the 3rd. Uh, tickets available right now, broadwayinrichmond.com. Broadwayinrichmond.com. It is 444, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. 452, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. So, are you coming to Politics and Pints? Well, I know it's a personal question, but seriously, are you coming? Are you coming to Politics and Pints? Did you get your tickets? Get your tickets. Did you go to WRVA.com? Would you like me to stop reminding you to go and get your tickets? Well, then go and get your tickets. And as soon as it's sold out, I don't have to talk about it anymore. We got time to talk about other stuff, like like my burgeoning eBay empire. Oh, doing very well, by the way. Very, very well. And I am uh, trying to convince Heidi that she needs to sell, like, mm, 20,000 of her CDs. Seriously, she's never going to listen to them. Why people have all that uh, much music, I know. And even she acknowledges. I mean, here she's getting her brand new music chalet from Picture Perfect Sheds. But there's got to be a limit, right? Okay, p- pick out your, your 1,000 favorite albums, keep them. I don't know. I mean, she's got the, the uh, picture-perfect shed. It's hers. She designed it. She'll be listening to, to music and drinking wine. And I think even when she's not listening to music, she'll be drinking wine. But I digress. Uh, but I, I said, you let me, let me grab some of your seats. Because some of the stuff she doesn't listen to, she's never listened to. You know, she was uh, she was in the music industry for years and years and years back when, like, there was a big music industry. Now it's it's very different. It's very different. There are not as many gatekeepers. Whether that's good or bad, I don't know. I think it's good. I, I think that the the further we get away from the gatekeepers, uh, radio, TV, uh, music performance, I think the better off you are. Right? It's, it's a little more direct. But she's got just so much stuff. I mean, I got a lot of stuff, but she's got a lot of musical stuff. So I'm, I'm hoping I'll put that up on uh, eBay. Maybe we can turn it into, uh, into a couple of dollars. And it's not even like I would see the money. Uh, it's not even like she will see the money. It, it's going right to uh, Stanford or Ithaca. Forget about it. Uh, coming in on the uh, Chronic Care of Richmond text line, and I do want to remind you that uh, Politics and Pines presented by Chronic Care of Richmond. My buddies from Richmond Office Interiors are part of it. Great people from Better Floors, our red carpet sponsor. Can you not uh, love that? I love them. Uh, this this note on the Chronic Care of Richmond text line, 833-804-1140. says, hey, Jeff, please remind your listeners that one of the reasons we're getting all this insanity out of the Virginia General Assembly is because of people like Ghazala Hashmi. Yeah, well, talk about a uh, a left-wing phony and fraud. Good Lord. Uh, anyway, this texter says uh, she lied and stole her way into the Virginia State Senate. By the way, the judge that threw out her case was a Democrat Party activist who has now retired. Oh, man, I'm shocked. Hold on a second. I got I got my shocked face here somewhere. I've just got a... Um, let, me, let me dig it up. I'm not sure where... Uh, all right, I can't put my hands on it right now, but I promise you, I am... Uh, I'm shocked. Uh, Jeff, great interview with uh, Jacqueline Williams from the play To Kill a Mockingbird. We saw the play in Norfolk a couple of weeks ago. The humor, uh, humorous interaction was actually very well done. It did not take away from the serious theme. The cast was great. You will enjoy the show. Uh, I love your show. Well, well, thank you, FR. I don't know if there's more to that, but I told you, our, uh, 
our text thing just it takes one full text and it chops it up into six or seven different pieces and then it, it's kind of like a puzzle you have to see where one word ends and does the other one begin and so fr i don't know if it was fred or frank or frida or or whatever but thank you i appreciate that i am looking forward to that uh, play politics and pints going to be uh, very very interesting obviously with the addition of brian Kilmeade. but you know what one of my uh, my things is right now because you know it's an hour for me so uh, i'll be here for a bit and then uh, uh, some of the guys down at the theater are going to take over that uh, that uh, march the 20th day so that i can actually drive down there but I'm trying to pick out the appropriate cufflinks. I kid you not, I love cufflinks. It is my one uh, guilty habit, and uh, I, I've narrowed it down. I'll keep you up to speed on that, and um, we'll, we'll see which way I go. Dr. Keith Ablo joins us just a couple of moments from now. It is 4.56, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Five oh three, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. It is Friday Eve. By the way, I don't know if you realize this. Even though it's really early in the month, February the twenty third. Tomorrow is the final Friday of the month. You know what that means, right? We will bestow the Lieutenant Jan McTurnum Blue Friday honor on a uh, very, very deserving Central Virginia law enforcement officer. Oh. Our friends at uh, the Richmond Home and Garden Show are actually uh, sponsoring tomorrow's Blue Friday. So I uh, appreciate that. Thank you very much. Lots of stuff that uh, we are dealing with. No, I'm not going to tell you who it is. I, I, and I don't know if this is good or bad, but it's just sort of a habit that I have uh, gotten into uh, through the last uh, decade or so that we've been doing this. Uh, I, I don't... Yeah, I, I don't actually announce who the winner is until the very day that they're going to be on. And something that uh, we have done now, I'm just going to give you the heads up. Sometimes people like to take a look behind the curtain, you know, see what's really going on. Uh, this conversation, this conversation that I had with this particular honoree, what did it run, German? It had to be close to half an hour because we just sat and chatted. I mean, talk about a... Uh, a person, I almost said a guy, or maybe I said a gal. No, this person, this particular officer, uh, has done so much in our community in so many different ways and such a, uh, a humble, decent public servant. It was just my pleasure to chat with him. And so we, man, we just blabbed for a long time. So then it's up to Jeremy to sort of, you know, slice and dice, take out a small portion of it. Now, we always post everything, just so you know. The whole thing always posted over at WRVA.com, and that's where you should go if you want to hear every single second, because it's really good stuff, WRVA.com. It's also the only place to go to get your tickets for Politics and Pints. I, I do keep reminding you, and uh, I, I know we're we're selling them fast and furious, but boy, I'd love to sell them out, so no offense, I'd like to stop talking about it. But you got to get your tickets, WRVA.com. Let me uh, share one or two things with you. We've got some good stuff this afternoon besides uh, all the great texts coming in on the uh, Chronic Care of Richmond text line, 833-804-1140, 833-804-1140. Of course, Chronic Care of Richmond is presenting Politics and Pints, and they're joined by uh, Richmond Office Interiors and uh, Better Floors, Coletti, all sorts of great uh, stuff. Joe Biden is old. I know. Tell, tell me something that we don't know. Well, he's, he's really old. 
And as a result of his age, there's some things that are just not, well, they're just not working right. So I want you to take a listen. This is our current Minister of Propaganda, Corrine Jean-Pierre. Uh, she is uh, she's upset. She is not happy with some of the stuff that's going on. Cut number one, please. You all ask me pretty regularly about the president's age, and we lay out what our perspective is. We lay out what we see. We've seen this president do in the last three years, which is deliver on historic historic piece of legislation that's going to change the lives of Americans for generations to come. Uh, that so what? Now to your question more specifically uh, about um, about the New York Times coverage is that uh, that display what we believe a journalistic objectivity about coverage of the president's age speaks to why we agree with former New York Times public editor Margaret Sullivan. And she says, maybe the Times and other major media outlets ought to look in the mirror, self-scrutiny and and course correction are not among their core strengths. And I'll leave it there. (laughs) You can leave it there. By the way, what is it that you said? Because I'm still trying to figure that out. You're going to leave it there. I'm going to leave it right there. Okay, well, great. I sometimes think that Corrine Jean-Pierre should come with uh, with subtitles underneath. You know, like the closed captioning. Either to tell us what she really said or to take what she said and then translate it into English. Do you ever watch one of those foreign films? And you're thinking, I, well, I, 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 je Paul, Paul, uh, très petit peu de français. Oh, now I'm lost. Okay, I, I need the subtitles. Sometimes you can listen to, I mean, Heidi has this thing, we listen and watch so much British stuff. Good Lord. And I remind her of Brexit, version 1.0, 1776. Did we not tell the Brits to get the hell out? We did. Hey, you've stayed too long. you got to hit the road. Union Jack. you got to go. you got to go. Anyway, we watch some of this stuff, and some of it's really good. I I will give her that, that uh, some of the the BBC productions are good, but sometimes the accents are so thick that even though they're speaking English, you think, I I don't understand what they're saying. She put on the closed captioning. Yeah. That's what I feel we should have with, uh, with, certainly with Joe Biden, and and I would say with Corrine Jean-Pierre. We need closed captioning or we need translation down at the bottom so that you know what... They did say, and then you can know what they were supposed to say, and then you can find out what the actual truth was, which usually has nothing to do with what they said. I don't know if that'll work or not. By the way, Joe Biden's been a uh, a bottom feeder his entire career. This is, uh, what is this, 2008? I think we went back in the archives. This popped up in... Uh, I don't know if it was one of my Facebook memories or something. I don't know. It was something. It just popped up, and oh my God. Remember Tom Brokaw? He was the newsreader for NBC News, the nightly news for, seemed like forever. I think it's like 2008. Uh, we, just take a listen. Just take a listen. Cut number four. Uh, your son being hired right out of law school by a big company here in uh, Delaware that is in the credit card business, MBNA. They, he got about $100,000 a year, as I recall. Uh, you received two hundred and fourteen thousand dollars in campaign contributions from the company and from its employees. Uh, at the same time, you were fighting for a bankruptcy bill that uh, MBNA really wanted to get passed through the Senate, making it much tougher for everyone to file bankruptcy. Uh, Senator Obama was opposed to the bill, among other things. Uh, you couldn't 
in fact, claim that you had a problem because of big medical bills. Uh, you voted against uh, an amendment that would call uh, for a warning on predatory lending. Um, you also called for, a, um, you opposed efforts to strengthen the protection of people in bankruptcy. This has been an issue that you've heard about before. Uh, your son was working for the company at the, at the same time. In retrospect, wasn't it inappropriate for someone like you in the middle of all this to have your son collecting money from this big credit card company while you were on the floor protecting its interest? Absolutely not. My son graduated from Yale Law School. The starting salary in Wall Street was $140,000 a year if he went to lawyer. Options he had. He came home to work for a bank. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Who is he, Jim Neighbors? Shazam, Senator. Wow. It's amazing. He has been, in many ways, so open about the grift that it is the longest of the long cons. And, and, and he's just... He's always been so completely and totally dirty, nobody even pays attention anymore. Maybe there's something to, I don't want to say admire, because you don't want to, but, but, but you can appreciate it, right? I mean, they got his brother up there in front of the house the other day. I mean, the, the whole thing is about cooked books and making sure that certain people are taken care of and other people are not taken care of, and you and I are not on the list of people to be taken care of, just so you know. Can I sub subject you to an MSNBC clip? Uh, well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to wait a moment. I'm, no, I'm going to give you a chance to swallow whatever it is that you're drinking or pull over to the side of the road. But I'm giving you the warning uh, that I do have a snippet from MSNBC, which, yes, I watch so that you don't have to. No, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. You're welcome. But uh, you'll you'll need to hear this because... Our friends in the ranks of the legacy news media are absolutely, positively bat-crap crazy over the idea that you and I can speak freely. They hate it. They hate it with every fiber of their being. They hate the fact that Elon Musk is saying, well, yeah, sure, you can speak freely. Why not? They, they just, oh. They, they want the gatekeepers again. Remember I was talking about the gatekeepers in the music world? Used to be you had to have a record label. Used to be you had to get play on uh, certain radio stations. Neither one of those things is the situation anymore. The gatekeepers are falling. And the legacy news media hacks who are the gatekeepers gatekeepers are very, very disturbed about it. It is 512 Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. 520, Jeff Gatz, News Radio, WRVA. I just want to give you the uh, the forecast for uh, Wednesday, the 28th of February. Why? Because it's going to be 72 degrees. That's what they're calling for. 72 degrees. Don't look for any sunshine, by the way, anytime soon. We got clouds, we got rain, we got rain, we got clouds. But, but again, Wednesday, you can put it in your calendar if you want. Wednesday, uh, we're looking, at least in theory, at uh, 72 degrees. Good. I'll take it. I'll take it. I, I'm destined to sit on a beach anyway so that's uh, that's good stuff all right couple of other things that i i do need to uh share with you I, I i gave you the warning right msnbc okay just so you know i don't want you to be shocked or 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 too upset but uh these folks have absolutely taken themselves right to the edge of the cliff 
and every one of these left-wing lemmings is following behind. Oh, my God, people can speak. Oh, my God, people are talking. People are just... All right, take a listen to cut number two. It's 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 unlimited number of characters. And so people like Bill Ackman just go hog wild on it. And it's not it's not inarticulate or anything. It's probably well thought out and he's well meaning. But he writes the kinds of things that anybody else who wasn't independently wealthy, who wasn't a billionaire, who didn't work for himself, would get fired long ago. So why don't they? Whether it's Bill Ackman or Elon Musk, why is it that they can stand up and weigh in on anything with no consequences? But talk about this paradigm shift, because traditionally people that were that wealthy and powerful wanted to be like the Wizard of Oz. They wanted to be puppet masters pulling strings without having to face the public. Bill Ackman, as just as an example, loves this, right? When he was first in the mouth of the lion, right? When it was Business Insider going after his wife, I picked up the phone and I called Bill and I said, Bill, let me just tell you, you do not want to do this. You put yourself in the middle of, it's a mess. He couldn't wait to get in it. He loved it. He was laughing on the phone. He wanted to, to, to just roll in the mud, as does Elon Musk. Why do they want to do this? This is just a guy who likes the limelight and likes to be out there with his positions. And now, you know, this platform X gives him, you know, unlimited amount of characters to do that unfiltered by you and I. But these people are going far beyond their field of expertise, right? Right. They go, and that's what's amazing to me. And they face no consequences for the idiotic things that they say that have nothing to do with electric cars or investing. Well, they face no consequences because they're hugely rich because he's so wealthy people agree with what he did with claudine gay so he's great but they're forgetting that he backed vivek ramaswamy he backed rfk i'm not forgetting that i think those are uh, big check marks for him and by the way do you know what he said oh they can say things there's no consequences hmm, interesting but did you notice what he said they're they're not being screened by us well who the hell are you who asked you? Who said you could sit in judgment of everybody else and determine what anybody could say? I don't even know who you are, except that you were sitting on MSNBC. How dare you? Well, we, we have to we have to clear what they're going to say. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. The uh, the movement in America truly is away from the gatekeeper. Now there are other gatekeepers who have emerged. Social media companies, as an example, have become uh, gatekeepers, right? They, they tell you, I've told you about this, Section 230, blah, 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 blah. But that says they're publishers, or are they just the public square? That's their choice. Well, they're each when it's convenient for them. When they don't want to take responsibility for something like, oh, I don't know, a statement that says you should go and uh, kill all the Jews so you can have Israel from the river to the sea. Ah, oh, well, you know, we're just the public square. People come here, they uh, they spout off about whatever we want. they want. There's nothing we can do about it. But then you put up something, and let's say you're a conservative. Well, all of a sudden, they're not the public square. They're a publisher. And they get to uh, edit what you've said or simply uh, squash what you've said. They, they have it both ways. They have it both ways. And I, I don't know that there's going to be any resolution to that, uh, except that everybody, I guess, cause sets up their own website and you, you, know, you roll the dice. I mean, what, what else are you going to do? Are you going to give up Facebook? Because I'm not. I, I'm just telling you. 
as obnoxious as some of it might be, I'm thinking, well, I got a lot of pictures of the, the family and the kids and places I went. And I, I do like the idea that uh, every day it says, hey, here's a memory for you. Because I'm at the point where I think I like memories. Sometimes you think you like memories more than what's going on today, right? But uh, it's it, it's just bizarre stuff. It really is. Uh, Massachusetts, the other beloved Commonwealth in my life, uh, they're now paying $64 per illegal alien every day to feed them. $64 a day. Do you spend $64 a day on yourself to eat? I'm just hoping it's steak and lobster all the way around. Our friend, Dr. Keith Ablo, who is uh, behind enemy lines in Massachusetts, will be with us at uh, 533-ish. Tomorrow, 6 a.m., right on the dot, you've got uh, Gary Hess, you've got uh, John Reed. By all means, uh, we are looking forward to chatting with him and them all on the day of politics and pints. 526, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. 533, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It is a Friday Eve. Interesting to uh, hear about the meeting uh, with Alexei Navalny's uh, now widow and his, his daughter. I have mentioned to you that Harry and his daughter, uh, both at Stanford, I know, I, I wouldn't say they were friends, but I know they were in some classes together and so they've had some interaction. It's very, very, very uh, interesting, troubling situation no doubt about that i do have a piece of good news i want to share that and then we're going to chat with uh, dr keith abelow because it is uh, friday eve but uh, nassau county new york has just issued an executive order their uh, county executive up there said look uh, we're not going to have boys playing against girls anymore that's all uh, they have a hundred different uh, facilities in their county and they have said if you are an athletic organization uh, you must tell us, are the participants male, female, or is the team co-ed? And we're not talking about what they uh, decided they were yesterday. We're talking about what is reflected on their birth certificate. And if, you, if you're not willing to answer that, then you may not use any of the Nassau County, New York facilities. So that's, that's good news, I think. I, I, of course, the ACLU has already jumped in and said uh, they'll be suing. Why? Why not? That's what they do. I, I was looking at uh, my other beloved Commonwealth, Massachusetts, and uh, the folks up there are now paying $64 each and every day to feed each and every illegal alien. $64 per person. And uh, I'm happy to say Dr. Keith Ablo is joining us. Keith, as you know, is behind enemy lines. He's one of the guys getting the bill for all these uh, meals. Uh, Keith, good afternoon, sir. Keith Sanctuary City Ablo here. Yes, sir. Uh, let me ask you a question, my friend, because Heidi and I were running the numbers. Have you spent $64 to eat yourself recently? I don't think until they come up with a nutrition bar for $64 ah. that I'll be spending that because that's how I exist after my divorce. But um, <laughs> no, <laughs> I'd be hard-pressed in Newburyport to find $64 worth of food, uh, yeah. you know, if you happened upon a breakfast joint, lunch joint, and dinner joint. 
Yeah, it's it's crazy to me. I mean, Heidi takes such pride in cutting costs. She's like, well, man, I fed all of us $12 yesterday is what I spent. When I got the chicken. She did this. Who on earth is feeding all of your illegal aliens now? Is this is Martha Healy uh, or Maura Healy? And uh, what's her name from Salem? Kim Driscoll? Are they cooking up a, a bubbling cauldron of something? Well, it's easy to do that when it's not your money. Yeah. Right? Because then you just strike a deal with some greasy spoon and you say, how about $64? Does that sound fair? Yes. Yes. We'll take as many as you have um, because it's not their money and they don't have respect for our money. That's right. Uh, I'm not sure they think that people should have money anyhow, really. I think, you know, it's all borrowed fiat currency from the government. Mm -hmm. Um, So what, why would we squawk about that? Um, Unbelievable. It's really incredible, and it's insulting, because people work pretty hard for what they get. I don't know anybody who's rewarded, uh, who isn't really putting in the time, um, you know, unless you're, unless you're literally housed by the state and fed by the state, and they're not getting $64 worth either, believe me. Right. That's right. right. That's right. Uh, it, it, it is just ludicrous. $448 per week. Uh, I... Well, I, I, it's I, I get, insane. It's it's nuts. It's just nuts. How how many peanut butter and jelly sandwiches can you make? How many how many times did you send your kids to school with a bowl of cereal? I'm telling you, I've never spent four hundred forty eight dollars per week on food on anyone. It's it's. I'm not a paid spokesperson, but spy routine shakes are about a okay. dollar per shake, and they come right out of a can. They're very well balanced, and I have one every day. That's one of my meals. Oh yeah, what is it again? It's spy routine. It's one. It's about a buck. Okay. And you know, you might live forever, but in other <laughs> words, like sixty-four dollars. What? Yeah. I don't know. I look. You are there, and I, I try. And I'm I'm never very good at this, but I try and explain to people. Massachusetts is kind of like the bizarro world. Everybody looks human, and the buildings look like regular buildings. But the bat crap craziness that now infests. The Bay State, it's its just off the charts. Is there nobody there who understands that this is insulting and outrageous? Well, once you have a mayor who gives a minority-only Christmas gathering in a, in a state building, right, and, and that doesn't result in that person's removal from office, mm-hmm. um, you, you then realize, okay, I'm in, I'm in Nether Netherland here. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's yep. unbelievable. Um, some of the things that they come up with. I just incredible. I don't know. I just don't. I, I, again. I mean, we have more bike paths on highways here than we have highways. <laughs> I mean, I'm going over the bridge right from Newburyport to Salisbury, Mass. It's a yep. bridge. It's oh, a yeah. bridge. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've got to veer to the left because oh. all of a sudden I'm like, oh, wait, what's that? It's a giant bike path, half the width of the bridge. Who is taking their bike over the bridge? I've never seen a bike on the bridge. You'd have to have a death wish. That's right. Okay, so half I'm gonna, the bridge. Uh, Keith, I'm going to ask you one more time in front of everybody. When are you leaving? You will be the last Republican to leave, the last conservative. You'll turn the lights <laughs> off, and we don't have to deal with it anymore. I know. Well, you know what? I mean, my parents, they won't move. I, I uh, keep telling them, can we go to Jeff State? Can we go down to Virginia or Florida? Yeah. Somewhere. But yeah. they're, 
there they are in the same house I grew up in at the end of Countryside Lane in Marblehead, Mass, 92 and 94. Oh, what am I to do? Yeah. I got to be within a stone's throw. Well, that's well. You're you're, you're a good son. Then now everybody knows. I'm trying. I'm not. I don't know. You know. Nah, you're, you're, you're doing I don't okay. think. By the way, talking about being their son, I'm not sure my bar mitzvah was sixty four dollars a plate. Yes, you you're. You, oh, I don't know. I, that's going to be with me. I I just cannot even conceive. I'm going to go online and see what you can buy for sixty four dollars, and uh, see if somebody else will pay for it for me. I think that Insult- it. insulting. How much is a pizza these days? Pizza, right. yeah, a shake and a nutrition bar. Okay, yeah. that's we yeah. can do this for for fifteen dollars a day. Yeah, well, you're the or less. You're the you're the wrong person. You're the wrong uh, political ideology. They'll never hire you. You're uh, I'm sorry. You're gonna be, you're not somebody's cousin, so uh, that's not going to work. Uh, let me ask you about uh, delusion, and this seems to define yeah. politics these days. Isn't one of the basic rules when you are you're dealing with people in a psychological setting or a psychiatric setting or 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 any sort of a helping situation, counseling, therapy, whatever, you cannot affirm someone's delusions, right? Doesn't that defeat the whole purpose of of of, of having a discussion? Yeah, you know, I, interestingly enough, as a psychiatrist, I never tried it. Right, so no one ever came in and said, I'm part of the CIA, and I'm like, yeah, what's your code name, by the way? <laughs> I mean, I think it would have been very injurious to that person. I think things could have gone very wrong. Yep. And yep. you're sort of duty-bound to gently, perhaps, say, listen, here's the thing, man. Right. Uh, that's not so. Right. And, and I think you're laboring under a particular condition, and then you tell them this is what it is, and you get pushback, that's not true, et cetera. You know, a lot of times people are looking for something to hold on to that's real because it's no fun being psychotic right. at all. It's like right. being thrown into the darkest of oceans where all manner of monsters reside. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to be there. You want somebody to hand you a life raft Right mm-hmm. and, and and a rope and just say, listen, hold on, man, hold on, it's okay, I got you. Yeah, we don't yeah. do that anymore. And it's spread now, Keith. I want to remind everybody, Doctor Keith Ablo is joining us, and uh, keithablo dot com is the uh, the best website to access. I, I mean, Keith does a million different things. Uh, keithablo dot com. Uh, this sense of delusion and these bizarre comments and beliefs now infest and define. The left, there, there's no getting away from it, is there? There's no getting away from it. You get people who, whether it's that they assert out of thin air that people can declare what gender they are, and they're willing to go to war over this, yeah. right? Yep. That, or, you know, you look at the president and whether he brokered influence around the world for a fee, mm-hmm. and... What I tell people is, okay, if, if you want to believe he didn't, will you please show me the texts uh, or emails where he's telling his son, cut it out, I hear that you're traveling to three dozen countries this year? That's right. And you're telling people that I'll do things for them? Yep. If they pay, stop it. You get back home right now. That's right. Where, where, are, those, right. where are those texts? 
Yeah. Yeah, that's what a great point. And that's that's the definition of this. I mean, that really does define who and what uh, this guy is. Uh, Keith, I can't I, 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 I've run the clock out here and I apologize, man, because I wanted to dive into some of the uh, uh, the fiction books. I just saw a great little collage or uh, montage of uh, some of your uh, your works of fiction. Quickly, if you can remind everybody, do it quickly. And then next week we'll explore it a little bit more if that's OK. Well, nothing will ever rival the fiction of the state of Massachusetts, yeah. the great commonwealth, the fictional commonwealth of Massachusetts. And commonwealth, by the way, is another fiction. No um, but, but I did put out my novel, Denial, which uh, is a mystery. It's a murder mystery. But, you know, it's also the, the psychological state of 99.9% of the people who live with me. That's right. And that's why, as I've said before, I'm almost done with my moat. Forget a wall. <laughs> a wall they can scale. I got, I got to put in a moat that's around right. my office, some kind of snapping fish. Oh, my gosh. Well, uh, we, will, we will help you pick out the snapping fish next week. Keith, I always appreciate you being here, my friend. KeithAblo.com, that's the website. Uh, the Denial book, his book, one of his books, Denial, just getting re-released. And uh, I want to dive into that next week. It's, it looks like a great read, going to be a great gift uh, as well. But that'll be next week. If you want to jump ahead, KeithAblo.com, KeithAblo.com. 545, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It is Friday Eve. Oh, my goodness, it is. I'm so excited about it. I'm so excited about it. I really am. Uh, Because that means that tomorrow is Friday, which is a really, really good thing. Uh, Nice weather. Well, eh, sort of kind. It's going to be rainy tomorrow, but it's going to be warmer. So I will take that. Uh, Tickets for Politics and Pines. Here's a note here. Oh, I'm sorry. Here's a, here's a note here. Jeff, we will see you at Politics and Pines. This is coming in on the uh, Chronic Care of Richmond text line. And, you know, Politics and Pines is also presented by Chronic Care of Richmond and uh, Richmond Office Interiors and the Red Carpet. Who else but Better Floors, Tracy, Joe, Holly, Mike, Joy, the whole team down there. They're great people. And uh, so this one comes in. It says, Jeff, we will see you at Politics and Pines. I was disappointed that uh, we could not get VIP tickets. Anyway, Deb and myself will wave to you from afar. As always, we love your show and appreciate the awesome guests you bring on. We love you, Jeff. That's uh, Jim in Mechanicsville. Thank you, Jim. I appreciate that, and I I look forward to seeing you and Deb as well. Uh, Jeff, this is Chris from Ashland uh, coming in on the uh, Chronic Care of Richmond text line. Uh, That dog that Joe Biden had that was biting people sounds just like his owner's. Why would they let someone who can't remember uh, what he is, uh, where he is, have a vicious animal in the White House? It's a great question. This is the second dog that the Bidens have had to give away because it was a vicious dog. I'm sorry. I don't think you got two substandard dogs. I don't think you got the uh, the two runts of the litter. I think that you are a bad person uh, who, amongst other things, doesn't even know how uh, to properly be a pet owner. That's what I think. I I just have no confidence in this guy to do anything except what he's shown us he's good at, which is uh, taking care of people named Biden. 
Uh, Mike in Bottoms Bridge says, Jeff, how ironic that $64 per person per day equals $1,984 per month. 1984. Yeah, I, I hear you. I, I, I really do. It's, it's absurd. $64 per day. My wife will tell you how to feed your entire family. We had five people in our family, and she just takes it as a challenge. And she says, you know what? I'm going to feed everybody for $4. The entire meal is $4. Wow, good for her. Good for her. I, I need to share this with you simply because, as you know, I uh, I just I, I love... Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, smartest guy on the court. I would say the smartest guy in D.C. Uh, I know he's in the soggy salad uh, category just because I didn't get to him yesterday. But uh, give me cut number three, please. One of the things I'd say in response to the media is when they talk about, especially early on, about the way I did my job. I said, I will absolutely leave the court when I do my job as poorly as you do yours. And that was meant as a compliment, really. <laughs> it really is good to be me. It really is. <laughs> I love him. I really do. He, he's, he's just brilliant. He takes no uh, Bernie Sanders from anybody. He just doesn't. And as he has uh, gotten older, right, he's, he's the most senior member of the court, uh, I think he's decided, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to say what I want. And I'm going to tell you exactly what is really going on. And there are a lot of people that just can't handle the truth, right? It's, it's that old uh, Jack Nicholson, but it's true. There are a lot of people that just can't handle the truth. But uh, God bless him. Thank God for uh, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, who is willing to stand up and uh, share the truth. Uh, tomorrow morning, my friend John Reed, I'm willing to bet he's got a uh, a serving or two of truth. That's always a great show. First thing in the morning, 6 a.m. Make sure you're there for that. Oh, and tomorrow, final Friday of February, we will bestow the Lieutenant Jam McTurnham Blue Friday honor. Have a fantastic evening, God willing. You and I get the chance to do it all over again tomorrow, starting at 3. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRPN. And Viacom deals Going home now to stay T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning right now families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch visit your local T-Mobile store today Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.